Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Love for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. I'm so happy you're here today. We have another amazing guest. Uh, her name is Caitlin Sullivan, and she is a certified Pilates instructor and holistic hormone health coach. She teaches Pilates-based flows to fit your cycle and support balancing hormones, empowering women to redefine their relationship with exercise, embrace their cycles, and love their bodies. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to get into GGB first. Sorry. Um, (laughs) So we do something we call goals, gratitude, and badassery. So right off the bat, right now, what's your goal or goals? What goals do you have? Uh, Well, my main goal that I've been working towards is building my business and being an entrepreneur and I think the end goal has shifted a little bit as I've been on this journey. So um, as it does, <laughs> yeah, as it does, you know, I think I started with the idea that like, obviously, you know, obviously you want to be able to support yourself and you want to have the things that make you comfortable. Um, but as I've progressed on this journey, like the more I've realized that being happy in every moment is really the goal. So that mm-hmm. has been kind of where my head has been at. Like, how can I be happy every day with the circumstances that I have? And what are the actions that then I can take moving forward to keep that ball rolling? Yeah. So it's just kind of a progressive goal. <laughs> I think that's a great goal. That's a great goal to have. And what are you grateful for? Uh, wow. I'm grateful for so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is <laughs> right now I'm looking out um, this window that you can't see, but I'm looking out at the like mountains in San Diego and the blue oh. skies. And I'm just always so grateful. I I've lived here for six years and it just, it takes my breath away. Every time I'm on a drive, you round a corner and it's just like, wow, this is where I live. It's paradise. So I'm so grateful for this environment that I live in and, um, for really the practice of Pilates in my life. Um, it sounds silly to say like, <laughs> this exercise is, um, you know, something I'm grateful for, but it really, um, every day, even if I don't really feel like moving my body, if I feel like kind of down or something, I'm able to like come to my mat and like reconnect with my body. And like, I just finished working out after I taught some clients and even if it feels like kind of sticky or yucky, once I get moving into it, it just kind of turns my day around, makes me feel so much more in my body. And, um, yeah, I'm grateful to have that practice in my life. It's definitely really grounding for me. I love that. And badassery. So something you've done recently that you're like really proud of or that Mm. you think is pretty badass. Wow. Let's see. (laughs) What am I badass at? Tough question. (laughs) (laughs) That is, isn't it funny how it's hard for us to like pick out these things in ourselves? To to give ourselves credit. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I ask every single woman because it's 
hard for us to do, but it's important. So, (laughs) yeah, you know what? I think it's been about a year that I've been on like fully on this entrepreneurial journey. And for anybody that's like in it day to day, it feels, you know, again, kind of like sticky sometimes. And it's hard to see like where you're getting, but, um, I kind of, I took a moment to reflect back on all of the work and how much I've evolved, how much my business and my brand has evolved in the last year. And I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm really doing this thing. Yeah. (laughs) And it feels good to, you know, be taking your ideas and doing something with them and putting them out there and putting action behind it. That's right. Doing the damn thing. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is hard. (laughs) It is. Yes. um, It's it's funny because like I own another business besides my coaching and like it's a boot, you know, I have a boutique and, and from the outside, most people think it's so glamorous to own a boutique, but there's so many ins and outs of it. And it's like, no, (laughs) like it's hard, you guys, like it looks pretty, but it's a lot harder than you think. And to be in it day to day, I mean, I think any, anyone, especially a woman who's doing it is pretty friggin' badass. So yeah, no, I can only imagine. I've heard you speak about your boutique a little bit. Oh and I gosh. actually, um, when I went back to school a couple of years ago, I thought I wanted to do fashion merchandising. I love clothes and fashion. And I, I was like, this is where I'm going to head. This is the direction I'm going to go. And then I realized I needed to start getting some job experience in that work field. And so I got a retail job at Nordstrom and I just oh. realized this is not for me. You're like, <laughs> There's no wow. way I'm going to do this. years <laughs> <laughs> very quickly. Isn't that funny? I'm such a big uh, proponent of just trying something and seeing if you like it. Because a lot of the times, like you think you like something and then you just don't. And instead of like feeling bad that you don't like it or you waste this time like doing it, it's kind of like, all right, cool. Like that just brings me closer to something else I'll like better. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I've done that a lot just over the course of the last 10 years, um, you know, kind of dipping my toes in different things. And when it wasn't my business or it was just like a side job or something, it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. to let go. And I've noticed in the last year, like sometimes as an entrepreneur, your ideas don't always pan out the way that you thought they would, (laughs) or maybe like it didn't go the right way because you needed to pivot. And sometimes it's hard to be like letting go of it because you put so much of your heart and your work into it. But it's, that's been a new lesson for me is being able to let that stuff go and pivot. Yeah. You got to kill your darlings. You can't, you can't hang on to your, your ego wants to like make everything work. It's like, but it was such a good idea. It was going to be amazing. And it's like, and, but it yeah, and you realize you're grinding your gears and making your life yeah. hard on yourself. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. So talk, talk to me about Pilates. So this is, this is my experience with Pilates. So way back when, oh my God, it's had to have been in like 2000 and I don't know, four or five or something like way, 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 Mm -hmm. way a long time ago. Um, I remember like seeing one of those late night infomercials and this woman was like, it was like Pilates and she was like burn and sculpt and trim (laughs) and like lose all this weight. And, and at that point in my life, if you said the word lose weight, I was like, what? Yes, I'm in. I'll take two. Like, what is it? And I would have bought any shake, any pill, any program. And so I bought this like complete set of like DVDs. And honestly, I probably did I probably did like two workouts, like at you know, like and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, because um, I like didn't feel like it would do anything for me. And also, like, mm-hmm. if you don't already work out, and I'm sure people listening to this, like, hopefully you guys know this. If you don't already work out, like at home workouts, are, like not gonna happen for you. <laughs> like, 
no, you're not going to work out more if you buy a treadmill and you never work out at all. Like, it's just not going to happen. There has to be like some level of consistency usually because you're like, you're at home, you're comfortable, right? So talk to me about Pilates because I'm sure, um, you know, some things have changed since, since then. And I would love to hear about it because it's, it's definitely something I'm hearing more about. And then a lot of people are, you know, talking about how great it is for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I had a similar entree into (laughs) Pilates. Um, I was a professional ballet dancer. So when I was in high school, I was studying ballet really intensely. I would go away to summer programs, um, like San Francisco, Mm. Winnipeg, Manitoba, like all over the place. And a lot of times one of the like supplementary classes would be mat Pilates, which was not something that I was really familiar with. Like I did strength and conditioning back at home, but it wasn't Pilates per Mm. se. So when I was put into these mat Pilates classes, like, you know, handful of times over a summer program, I did not like it. (laughs) I did not understand what we were doing. I always felt like I was using muscles that as a dancer, we get really like protective over the muscles that, you know, you don't want to be gripping. So like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be using my hip flexors. I didn't want to be like squeezing my butt so much. And it just felt like counterproductive, even though now I know that it's like the absolute best thing that I could have been doing for myself at the time, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't connect. Like it didn't resonate. I didn't find a teacher that like really made the connection for me. So Mm. for most of my ballet career, I did not do Pilates. Like I dabbled in other things as cross training because I knew I had to do something. So I get really into like hot yoga or I'd be like on the elliptical at the gym or trying to run outside, even though I'm not a runner. So be all of these other things that weren't working for me. Um, And it wasn't until after almost the end of my ballet career. So about three or four years ago, I was starting to work out with one of my ballet teachers who taught Pilates. I would go and like pay her with a bag of coffee from the shop that I worked at and like work out with her. And I started to kind of grasp some of the concepts of it. And it started to make changes in my body and just in like my posture that I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's going Mm -hmm. on now. And I knew that I wanted to stop dancing. I, you know, was reaching the point where it just wasn't something that I wanted to do anymore. And so I was thinking about what my transition was going to be. And I've always been a teacher. I've always taught ballet since I was like 14 or 15. Oh, wow. Teaching little babies in, um, when I was in high school. So that's been something that I've always carried over. I've always loved teaching. I like looking at the body and like dissecting movements. I thought that would be the direction I would go, but I didn't, um, I didn't enroll in a certification right away because I didn't really know where to go for it. There's like lots of different options. I'm sure you see like Legree Pilates, like the powerhouse, like crazy mega formers and there's club Pilates everywhere and this traditional Pilates. So I was a little bit just like, I don't know what to do. So I got a corporate job for a while, soul crushing. I just hated (laughs) it so much. (laughs) And um, I was like, okay, I have to make a change. There was a Pilates studio opening up a couple of blocks down the road from where I was living at the time. So I decided to enroll in their teacher training program. And I wanted to like have this job transition, but at that point I was also very weak and disempowered in my body. By the time I was done dancing, Mm. um, I had never had like a severe injury, but I had like multiple minor injuries that I just didn't really take very good care of over time. So there was just kind of this chronic pain that had been. Yeah, I was going to say as a a dancer, you're probably like beat all the hell after 
Yeah. I had like a very straight spine. I mean, kind of still do. So I had a lot of neck pain and tension. I had fallen in a restaurant job, like flat Mm. on my ass and like had something going on in that had been a couple of years before. So I just had these things that I had been like trying to put band-aids on for a long time, but it got to the point where I was so weak in my upper body that I couldn't drive with both my hands on the steering wheel at the same time because it would be like so fatiguing for my upper back. And I just kind of, I was like 25 and I was like, okay, I need to like figure out what's going on. I am too young to feel this old. Exactly. So I was like, all right. I kind of just innately knew that through Pilates, I was going to be able to feel better in my body. So I went after that certification and incrementally, like I started to feel better, but the certification that I did left a lot of holes, especially for me, um, having already been a teacher, I, I knew what to do with the bodies, but I wasn't familiar with this new vocabulary and Mm. like the goal, like the reasoning behind everything. So I got certified, but I was kind of like floating around in the teaching world, like feeling not tethered to anything, like I didn't feel like I really fit in with the super fitness, like the infomercial that you saw, yeah. you know, like fat burn. Like that I wish I remembered seem- her name. Like I, I wish I remember her name because it was like, <laughs> it was so hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm sure I've seen so many iterations. I'm sure mm-hmm. <laughs> I can visualize something. Um, so yeah, I was kind of like, I was teaching, but also like I was starting to feel better, but not like fully, like I, I had, I don't know if I expected a miracle, but I did expect like more from, you know, the method and what was going to happen in my body. So I was teaching at this studio. I had like this block of morning classes and I decided to jump on class pass one day. And I got in this class um, just down the road at a different studio I'd never heard about before. And it just completely changed my life because the studio was um, a classical studio, which is like more to the root of the Pilates method. And within a couple sessions with um, the teacher here who became my mentor, I just felt completely different in my upper back. I could, you know, move without pain. I started building strength and releasing some tension. And I knew that this was the route that I needed to go down. So I immediately signed up for, you know, some secondary training with her and I saw the path. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny when you said that it was all about feeling the burn and, you know, (laughs) losing weight and all that stuff, because that was really never why I came to Pilates for me. It was like feeling good in my body. And so with getting this knowledge about the traditional classical method of Pilates and the whole system, I was able to like put those pieces together. And now from there, I was like, okay, now I see how I can help people with this because, you know, I, now I can look at their bodies and know which exercises are going to help where we're going to go. Cause it's just this system. So, well, that's, a, you know, it's really interesting because I think it speaks a lot to the kind of person that you are, that you, that wasn't acceptable to you, right? Like you got this like training and I feel like a lot of people would have just been like, all right, cool. I know what to do. And I'm, and I'm teaching. Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you were like this, there's something missing here and you didn't know what until like, you know, then you ended up experiencing it and then you were able to be like, oh, here it is. Cool. Yes. And then, you know, take the steps to be able to, um, you know, bring that into your own practice and then be able to teach that to others. I think that says volumes about, you know, the kind of teacher that you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, there's a little 
there, I mean, people come to Pilates, they come to all different kinds of exercise for different reasons, different goals. And I, I've actually struggled with this a little bit, especially since I've kind of pivoted online in the last year and a half or so, because a lot of the narrative, a lot of the, you know, talk around fitness exercise Pilates is the fat burning, the toning, the, (laughs) you know, the exterior things and trim that tummy. (laughs) Exactly. And those like, you know, bikini tank top arms, bikini season, like those words were like never part of my vocabulary when I was teaching. So it Mm. felt really icky for me to be trying to market my services with those words, because to me that might be a byproduct. Like, yes, physical fitness is going to come from doing Pilates, but it's really about going inward and, you know, creating this communication within your body, learning how to find the balance and feel good. And then from there, you're just going to see the results. And it's um, been a big pivot for me. I mean, I spent like 15 years of my life, at least standing in front of a, like a full length mirror for like eight hours a day. So that really did a number on my body image. And it wasn't until I started practicing Pilates not dancing and, you know, not looking in the mirror so much and not even really thinking about these physical goals that I started to see them. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice that that (laughs) that happened, but I just feel good. So, you know, whatever's good is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and like you said, it's a byproduct. You know, I, I think um, a lot of us start out our fitness journeys, you know, looking to be skinny, <laughs> like, you know, or trying to find like that happiness at the end of a fitness journey. You know, when I get here, I'll be happy or when I lose mm-hmm. this or when I have abs or, or whatever. And like, uh, that's not it because especially if you're, you know, you're critical of yourself there, that target's going to keep moving. It's, there's always mm-hmm. going to be another when, 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 and that happens in business that happens in everything. That's just who we are generally as, as a uh, ambitious people. Right. Um, and so it's the, the key is to really find that just fulfillment, happiness, contentment in your body now. And then as you, you know, continue the process, like, yeah, like things shift and things change. That's okay. And it's okay to want that. Mm-hmm. When that's the only reason why you're doing something, it's it generally ends in disappointment. Yeah. And or I think craziness. that's also yeah, I think that's something that um, you know, people are curious about Pilates, you know, I for you and for me, our first times, it was not like a great experience. <laughs> yeah. I didn't love it. I thought like I didn't like how it made my body feel. So it took me a couple times to come back to, you know, find the right teacher for me to, you know really start to resonate with it and want to learn more. Mm. Um, and I, I've seen that with clients and, you know, people that try Pilates for the first time, especially if they're used to doing really intense exercise, when you have to like really slow down, they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm not feeling anything like this is not for me. And sometimes you just have to surrender to it a little (laughs) bit. Like some, you have to create those connections and those pathways. And then like, it just gets harder. That's the thing about it. It gets harder and harder. It's never easier. Right. And that, I mean, so I started out like doing CrossFit and that was like, you know, that never gets easier. <laughs> like <laughs> You might get a little bit better, but then like the fitter you are, like the more pain and the more challenging the goals you, like, become. <laughs> bring upon yourself. So I like a um, couple things here. I like how you talk about, uh, you know, balancing uh, this, you know, this mode of fitness with your hormones. Um, I've actually had a guest on the show who talked about like cycling up, um, your workflow mm-hmm. with your cycles. So that was pretty interesting. And then also like, you know, like things like CrossFit and whatnot, um, this high intensity 
stuff is like all well and great, but over time it can wreak havoc on your hormones. And like me personally, I've Mm -hmm. had to like kind of shift into more like, you know, like now I'm just like weightlifting or, um, you know, the Peloton and like, let's try to keep things a little less intense, um, for Mm -hmm. hormone health. Cause like mine are all over the place right now, you know? So, so talk a little bit about that. Like, where did that come into play? Yeah. So right around the time that I was kind of finishing up my second Pilates certification and starting to teach in this new studio, I also at that point had like a full studio in the front room of my house. I had all the equipment. It was like my playground, which was awesome. So I had clients coming in there. I was also getting my health coaching certification and through that process the opportunity to add on this hormone specialty came up. And I, at that point I was kind of realizing that I was really burnt out. I was in mm. whatever you want to call it, adrenal fatigue, HPA axis, dysregulation. That's where I was at to like an extreme extent, the world shut down and I was like, I'm exhausted. I need yeah. sleep. <laughs> so that kind of sent me on that journey. I wanted to you know, recover from this burnout. I had a lot of brain fog, fatigue, mood swings, digestive issues, Mm. lady issues, all the things. So I was trying to, you know, slowly piece by piece, put that back together. And that's when, you know, I was doing this hormone health course and we started learning about the menstrual cycle, the female reproductive system. And it just opened my eyes to all of these things about our menstrual cycle that we never learned about. You know, right. if I think back yeah. to like fifth grade and then maybe like a couple of weeks in high school, like nobody told me there was four phases in the cycle and that your energy was supposed to change, your hormones are supposed to change. And it just was so interesting to me. And I started to think about, you know, how burnt out I was because I was pushing so much all the time and how I could start to frame my workouts around my cycle and how that could become a way to kind of flow through my month as I, cause I also didn't have a cycle. I was on hormonal birth control for five mm. years with, with no period. And before that really irregular cycles because I was dancing and stressed and all oh, the yeah. things. Yeah. So I had like, I was like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want a period. I don't want to touch that. I don't, like, before <laughs> I learned about it, it was not something I cared about at all. Right. You're like, so this is awesome. I, was, I don't have it. And then, and yeah, then it's like, exactly. wait, as you get like older and more responsible, you're like, wait, shit, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. You learn, oh, that's like a sign of my health. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. Once I started to feel, you know, less fatigued, less of the burnout symptoms, I really turned my attention to my IUD. And it's funny because I'd actually been talking about getting it removed for a while with my esthetician because of my skin. So that was like my main, um, driving yeah. force at the time. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it's like, it's like not the actual like issue that we're worried about. We're like, no, 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 no. Cause this will help me lose weight or like, this will clear up my skin or like I know. something it was, totally it was propelled by vanity, but <laughs> ended up Which is coming around to a good place. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I started to think about, you know, how I could, um, apply Pilates to the, the cycles. And, you know, you mentioned CrossFit and weight training and all these other other Mm. types of exercise, which not necessarily my cup of tea, but, you know, everybody's body is different. I, you know, I'm not super into Ayurveda, but I think like, you know, depending on your dosha type, like that kind of affects what kind of exercise is good for you. So in my method, talking about Pilates, it's really, for me, I'm 
thinking about recovering from burnout, you don't want to be pushing really hard at all. Um, yeah. So when you get to that ovulatory phase, that's like when you're pushing the most because you have the highest energy. And that's for me, when I'm going to be doing like dance cardio or Pilates circuit, you're definitely getting your heart rate up. You're, you know, getting a sweat going, you're feeling the muscle burn, but you're not running miles and miles or doing a CrossFit workout. But if that is like the type of workout, if you're not trying to recover from burnout, you're just trying to, you know, get in touch with your cycle. That's when you put those really high intense workouts into like the ovulatory phase, maybe leading up to it a little bit and Mm. following it. And then you start to, you know, ebb off into the luteal phase as you approach your menstrual cycle, going more low impact workouts and then resting when we have our period (laughs) as much as possible, resting and stretching, which is the hard thing to like, let go and be like, I don't have to, you know, be producing something right now. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do that. Especially like, I mean, it's so funny too, because there have been like weightlifting cycles that I've had. And as I get like closer to my cycle, I'm like, why am I so weak? This sucks. You know, it's like, we get so down on ourselves. We're like, why can't my body do this? And your Uh, body's like, I don't want to. (laughs) I was like, it is not the time to be doing this. Let's wait two weeks. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, I love that. It's so fascinating to me. Like our bodies are so incredible. And like, you know, like I've been on this like health journey the last like six or seven months and I've been talking about it. Sorry guys, but I've been talking about it endlessly because it's just like, you know, I mean, you, I learned so much through this process and there was a lot of burnout. There was a lot of fatigue. There was a lot of like, um, you know, I know my adrenals were messed up. I know my hormones were my gut health, all this stuff I had to like really look at, you know, and having to kind of give up this like (laughs) hardcore commitment to fitness Mm -hmm. and, and even, um, you know, with my food, I've had to change my diet. And so like letting go of like counting macros and all that, cause it's like right now it's like, let's just, we're just working on feeling good. We don't need the stress Mm -hmm. of counting everything. We don't need to like get in the gym six days a week, you know? And so it's, I probably am the Mm -hmm. squishiest I've been in like a while, but like, it's okay because it's not about, how I look necessarily. And I know that it's like a very important season of life to get everything on track, you know, mm-hmm. like let's, let's like get our sleep better. Let's get our gut health better. Let's um, stop eating shit that doesn't make us feel good. And, and like, let's get these adrenals hopefully someday, like back in check and the hormones and the cycle and all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, once that's in order, then it's like, okay, now I can make, you know, I mean, I'm still doing stuff, but it's like, you know, then we can make fitness more of a priority and like, mm-hmm. go, you know, shift gears a little bit, but I just see so often um, just women like burning that candle at both ends that like, yeah, I want to heal my body and I want to feel better because I feel like shit, but also I need to work out a ton and and be in a deficit Mm -hmm. of my diet. And it's just like, you're literally just like ruining your insides. Yeah. Yeah. It's so kind of before I started like my Pilates journey and getting my health coaching certification, I was like kind of in between things working at a spin studio here in San Diego and I did not, that's definitely not something I've ever taught before, but I worked at the front desk, (laughs) a fun place to work. Um, But that's a really intense workout. And that's kind of when I started to realize that I needed to do something about my back and like my strength and core issues, because anytime I would take a class, you know, there's all this choreography and I would come out and I'd have a migraine because I had Mm -hmm. like flared up some injury in my neck or like created too much tension. And so it was Mm -hmm. like so counterproductive. And I would see the same people coming in to class and there's people that take two a day. There's people that were there every single day, you know, taking spin class and not that losing weight is always the goal, but I could see 
the inflammation. Now that looking back, I could see the inflammation in all of these people because they're constantly pushing their bodies really hard through, you know, I don't know if they're on hormonal birth control or not (laughs) to ask those questions, but you know, regardless, you're pushing really hard through pretty much your whole cycle when you're, you know, approaching your period, you want to lay off because if you're doing something really hard, you could be triggering those fat storage hormones rather than fat burning hormones. So you don't always need to be pushing really hard to get the best results that you're looking for to feel really good. Yeah. I've, I've been noticing like, you know, less is less is more, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something I used to coach nutrition. And so I would like really harp on my clients to just like chill out, like take it down, you know, like we don't have to be crushing ourselves. Like you could probably do three or four days a week in the gym and still get like really great results without the fatigue and the burnout. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I read something yesterday that I really loved around that. It was, um, and it was another hormone coach, I think that had posted this, but she said, it's so unrealistic to push for like five or six days a week in the gym, because then if you miss a day and you want to make it up, then you're, you have like no rest days and you're just, you're pushing yourself too hard. So why not go for like two to three or three to four days as your goal. And then if you miss a day, then you have plenty of recovery time in there. And that's still plenty, you know, walking is really good. You focus on those other, not exercises, but activities that you're doing just in your daily life. If you're walking, if you're cleaning the house, you're playing with your dogs or your kids, whatever it is, you're still moving your body and you just, you know, that's enough. That is enough. I love that. Yeah. It's enough. What you're doing is enough. Seriously. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. all we need to hear that, like, we all go through these different seasons of our life and there's some seasons where it's just like, you can barely get yourself in there because of whatever else is going on. And it's like, it's okay. Like it's mm-hmm. enough. What you're doing is enough. And you just have to know that, believe that. So do you have like, um, do you have like a program that combines like the two, like the Pilates in with like hormonal, like coaching and whatnot, or like, what does that look yeah. like? Yeah. So I have a virtual membership where I have a full on-demand video library and I, um, separate my flows into three different categories. So there are define workouts, which are the higher intensity. They're a little bit, there's a fewer of them. So I have Pilates circuits, mm-hmm. a little bit of dance cardio, some like shorter things where you can like build your own, um, you know, if you want to do arms and abs, whatever, two, 10 minute little flows like that. And that's for your ovulatory phase or if you don't track your cycle and like whenever you feel like you have a lot of energy mm. and then we have strength and flows, which is like the bulk of my method. And it's really rooted in that traditional mat Pilates. I put a spin on it with different props and things, but really getting into those deep core muscles, because that's where all of your strength comes from. And you're working on strength, flexibility, endurance. And then the last one is lengthen, which are foam rolling, deep stretching, myofascial release. So either when you need recovery after a harder workout or you're in your menstrual phase, maybe you want to move, but you don't Mm -hmm. want to push too hard. That's a really great place to go. So that's the method. And I'm actually working on right now a like month long program for people that want to get in touch with their cycles to start either start with a new moon or first Mm -hmm. day of your period, first day of your cycle. And you start to move through each um, little lesson each day of the month and get familiar with your cycle, what you need to be eating or what you should be eating, how you should be moving and all those fun little details. Cool. That's really cool. Awesome. So we like to end things on a quote. So is there a quote that maybe you live by or you've been feeling kind of lately that you can share with us? Hmm. Mm -mm. 
I actually, I just posted a quote yesterday on my Instagram. So I will read you that one because that has been resonating with me recently. Um, So I don't know if you know who Scout Sobel Sobel is, (laughs) Uh, but she's uh, an entrepreneur out here in San Diego. She just wrote a book called The Emotional Entrepreneur. Mm. And it's kind of her lessons and her entrepreneurial journey. And so one of them was the moment you stop blaming your life's circumstances on external factors is the moment you start molding a future that is aligned with your true desires. And That's good. I really liked that. And it totally, for, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you can, you know, feel that, but I, it also made me think back on my own health journey and, um, really like feeling like a victim in my body for a yeah. long time, whether it was because of my physical abilities or, you know, how, my stomach hurt or I was getting headaches or I had another infection or whatever it was like you, I know how (laughs) you start to feel just victimized by your own body, but the, the moment that you take control of it Mm -hmm. and say, this is not acceptable for me anymore. That's when you start to make changes and feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. And I, and I coach on a lot of that now, like my clients are probably like, yep. (laughs) <laughs> like the yeah, external I know. world is <laughs> it's like it's a hard pill to swallow but once is. you do <laughs> it is it's like sorry it opens this world of just amazing things for you <laughs> absolutely yeah it's like tough love but <laughs> awesome mm-hmm. so so where can my listeners find you Caitlin so I do most of my like social media on Instagram so you can find me at spring to life method and then if you go to springtolife.co, that's where you can sign up for the membership. I also have a free community where I'm posting a lot of resources and I keep up to date on what I'm posting in my um, portal as well. So awesome. if you're curious about things and you want to kind of dip your toes in, that's a good place to start. And there's a link in my bio for that. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really cool talking to you. I, I appreciate your time and uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. This is awesome. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram stories, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.